0: Welcome to Lose Yourself with Dr. Mike Cunningham, Bible teacher and church planter in Vineyard, Utah. When we lose ourselves in worldly distractions, we lose our value, purpose, and our passion in exchange for temporal experiences. But Jesus says that whoever would lose their life for his sake will find it. Let's learn what it means to lose yourself with Dr. Mike.
1: Welcome to Lose Yourself, I'm Pastor Mike Cunningham, and I'm so glad that you could join us today. We are in the season of Advent. What is Advent, you might ask? It is a season of expectation and anticipation leading up to the Christmas holiday that represents the incarnation of Christ. Now that sounds kind of heady, but what it really means is God came, took on human form, and dwelt among us through that experience, lived a sinless life, died for our sins, rose victorious. And in that we have our hope. It's just that simple. And during this time of consumerism and commercialism, it's easy to lose that. And obviously we want to be able to love our fellow humans and have a good time and get together as family. But Advent is designed, first and foremost, to make sure that we don't forget and miss the point of this important holiday season. God deserves more than just one morning where we open up presents and maybe go to a church service. This season allows us to have a time of reflection and introspection and examine ourselves, our faith, and give God the glory that he is due for his gift of salvation and the hope that we have in him. Speaking of hope, there are images in Advent that are amazing. One of the images is darkness. As children, we are afraid of the dark. We're afraid because we can't see. You ask most children, they'll think maybe monsters live under their bed or in their closet, and they have to be constantly reassured. So there's times that we put night lights throughout their room or in the hallways to help guide them. And then also as adults, it helps us from tripping when we have to get up at night as well. The light pierces the darkness. And what we are anticipating during the Advent season is the coming of the light of the world. John chapter one begins, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. From this passage again, it alludes to the fact that God comes in human form from the beginning, but yet He comes, God with us, Emmanuel. And we're going to talk about that name in just a second. Let's first set up the setting in which this takes place. Israel has been in a season of waiting for hundreds of years, waiting for the Messiah, sitting underneath the oppression of Roman rule, having their freedoms and their identity as a people constantly challenged and undermined. Darkness signifies the separation of humanity from God. And also waiting is also a huge theme as they wait for that light to come, to give hope, to pierce the darkness. Ralph Waldo Emerson once mused, how much of human life is lost in waiting? What we learn as Christians is waiting while it seems pointless is useful when directed towards God and his purposes and his plans. It puts us in a a posture of anticipation that allows us to, to hope, not verb hope. Like I hope things work out, but noun hope as in the hope that I have in my faith in Christ, Christmas season is a reminder of those things so that we can not only have hope ourselves, but give that same hope to others. The first candle of Advent is the hope candle. Romans fifteen thirteen says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. This first candle of the Advent season sets the tone for the rest. Our posture is not much different than that of Israel. Couldn't we use some hope right now? Americans find themselves in a season of cultural and political disagreement with one another. These disagreements make the holidays a time of anxiety and stress. Furthermore, many people enter the holidays in a time of grief, anger, and other difficult circumstances. It's challenging to think of hope when you find yourself feeling powerless, discouraged, or even depressed. Recalling his experiences in a Nazi concentration camp, Viktor Frankl argued that the loss of hope and courage can have a deadly effect on a man. When people lose the ability to look forward, they become paralyzed and settle into negativity and atrophy. Hope is an appropriate topic for our present culture. Luke chapter 1 is a passage commonly associated with this week of Advent because it restores hope for a discouraged and waiting people. Before these events, Israel has been in a season of silence and waiting for hundreds of years. It would be easy for them to give up hope, to feel forsaken by God, or for them to doubt God's promises. In this passage, however, we see preparation for Christ's arrival using the least likely settings, people, and circumstances. Often lost in the holiday parade of shepherds, angels, and livestock is an elderly couple that will have a significant contribution to the coming of Jesus Christ. Zachariah and Elizabeth become parents of John the Baptist well beyond childbearing years to their astonishment. In this passage, we see Zachariah express disbelief that God is going to allow him to realize the dream of parenthood, let alone be a contributor To the fulfillment of prophecy. As a father later in life myself, I can empathize with Zachariah's disbelief, but God's plans are better than our plans, and He can use us, in spite of our shortcomings, for His glory. This John the Baptist that was born of these circumstances becomes the chief herald of Jesus Christ. Mark chapter 1 opens with him saying, The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I will send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way. The voice crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. This week of Advent is a season of preparation. We're preparing ourselves for the coming Christ. We're switching our attitudes from despair and disbelief and discouragement to hope and joy. We can't do that ourselves, but we can do it in Christ. Christ transforms us through his grace. That light shining in the darkness can overcome the darkness in our life if we just believe. Imagine life without that light. Imagine the waiting that went on. Each week, I'm going to feature a different Christmas carol that ties in with our subject for the week. This week, I chose O Come, O Come Emmanuel, which is an amazing piece because it is, first of all, unlike most of the cheerful Christmas carols that we sing, it's in a minor key. Why is it in a minor key? That haunting melody of this hymn reflects the yearning and the hope of a people that were discouraged, who were undermined, who were living in a sense of fear, living in oppression, yet hoped and waited on the coming Christ.
0: Oh, come, oh good. Hãy I
1: There's many different versions and many different hymns of this O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. And then it goes on to say, Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, God with us, shall come to thee, O Israel. It talks about the rod of Jesse, the dayspring from on high, the key of David, and Adonai, and the intimacy and the fulfillment of prophecy all lies in the workings of this hymn that gives us a rich and amazing experience in terms of understanding the longing and the yearning. Well, friend, perhaps today your posture is the same. You're in a posture of yearning and waiting for better times ahead. You are processing through difficult life journeys or maybe even doubt and despair, because the holidays are either some of the happiest times in our life, but for many, it's either some of the loneliest or most depressing times of life, because it seems that your issues are happening amid everyone else's perceived cheerfulness. Well, friend, I have hope for you today. That Christ came, that incarnation happened, and that hope is available to you, friend that you do not have to live your life like that hymn in a posture of hopelessness and yearning and hoping as in a verb, but not hope as a noun. That real hope awaits today if you'll believe. The reason for the hope candle not only points to the birth of our Savior, but it also reminds us that God is still working. When we are willing to yield to his purpose and his timing, He can use us beyond our limits and expectations. This week, I hope, as we continue in this Advent process, you can draw near to Him, and you can know that you have the hope of Christ in your life. Thanks for being here today, and we'll see you on the next Lose Yourself.
0: This has been Lose Yourself. For more information about Mike and his ministry, check out his blog at loseyourself.life. Until next time, make it your ambition to lose yourself to Christ. Lose Yourself is a ministry of Grace Church and Mike Cunningham and a production of Key Radio.